right, welcome to the ECG podcast, Kingdom Hearts 3 special, where we're going to go into full spoilers for the most part. Uh, joining me this evening, I've got Jay Harvey. Hey, how we doing? And Chris McFadder. What do you do? Both here uh, at my home in Jacksonville, part of the Killer Queen community. They were just on our uh, episode for this week of the 15th of February for the ECG podcast. Uh, kind of last minute deal, but I think you guys did awesome and we had some some good conversations. So uh, be sure to go check that out as well. But uh, this is all about Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, largely going to uh, leave this to Chris and Jay, going to kind of moderate uh, very loosely the discussion uh, tonight as I am a Kingdom Hearts novice. It would be, I guess, probably a kind and generous term for me. Uh, I have, uh, have very minimal experience, but um, I admire it from afar. Uh, before we launch into the spoiler cast here, uh, I'm going to go over a couple of just a quick stats for anybody that's listening to the podcast, uh, maybe interested um, even as a curiosity, but doesn't know much about the series. So even though Kingdom Hearts 3 has just come out, uh, you know, this uh, last month in January, there's actually 12 games in the series on 11 different platforms. So everything from PlayStation 2, where the original game launched, uh, to the Xbox One X, PlayStation 4 for modern consoles, and in between Game Boy Advance, DS, PSP, um, 3ds android ios like you can play these games on a variety of different places and um you know it's it's got a pretty rich history beginning in march of 2002 all the way you know to uh, as i said january of last uh, um sorry last month uh january of this year um it looks like with uh, kingdom hearts 3 uh, famously long development cycle, pre-production, uh, from what I could find, uh, began as early as 2006, but it seems like on the kind of uh, cursory research that I did that this game wasn't in development, like hard development, as long as people think. There's kind of that misconception that this game was maybe uh, cooking for a little bit longer than it actually was. Uh, I believe it was um, announced at E3 of 2013, formally. Um, which is really not that long ago, considering, but the uh, the wait has been pretty substantial nonetheless. Uh, so what we're going to do uh, to kick off the podcast is talk about the personal history of Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, one at a time uh, with uh, Chris and Jay here. My personal history is very simple. I told you guys kind of off mic, uh, I had an ex-girlfriend who wanted to get into video gaming. She liked the look of JRPGs, thought that they were a little too intimidating and asked for a recommendation Happened to find this on the shelf at Blockbuster for like a preview game. Bought the first one for, loved it so much that she puts it like a week, played the second one, and then, you know, kind of watched that uh, playthrough, and, and that's about it. Uh, Chris, how about you, man? Tell us, when did you get into this franchise? Um, you know, you just give me a background about, uh, you know, Kingdom Hearts and, and how you got into it. Well, I've pretty much been into it since the beginning. Um, I was, I remember, I remember vividly to this day, because Kingdom Hearts is like my favorite game series of all time. Like my my ringtone is simple and clean. Like this, I love this game. It's always been a game on like the back of my mind where I'm just like, oh, you're so perfect, but you're so complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, but I, I I've been I've been a part of the Kingdom Hearts like community like game following and everything since the beginning. Um, started out at my cousin's house. He had it, and I was like, what are you playing, dude? And he's like, oh, so this game came out. It's Kingdom Hearts. It's like Disney characters and these other people and everything. And I'm like, let me play it real quick. So, And I sat in his room for like four hours playing it. And I went home to my dad and I was like, we're going to Walmart <laughs> right now. 
<laughs> I need this game. And then from then on, like just name, I name it. I've done, I've done a lot, like hundred percent at one on the PS2. When two came out, I got extremely hyped. Like you can ask my mom. She was like, she was like, I've never seen this kid like go this ape shit over a game. <laughs> and like, like I even, I, I was a little shit back then. So I did like the actual replay and everything where I got like infinite, like magic, infinite health and everything. So yeah, I did it all. Like um, the, the only ones I haven't played are like the ones on like DS and everything. Cause like back then I didn't have a DS or like the, the actual console they were on. So I, I had to wait pretty much or like go on YouTube and watch the story videos and everything. But Godson for the, like the 1.5 remix, the right, two point, right. the 2.0 or 2.5 remix, the 2.8 chapter and everything to just catch me up on everything. So we should explain what that is. I yeah, oh like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so actually the 1.5 remix was the re-release of Kingdom Hearts one. I think it was Chain of Memories. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Chain of Memories and, and recoded, recoded or yeah, so, something like that movie. Yeah. Short movie. So it had that on it. The fun fact about that is the reason why they did the remake and then did the remix, a lot of the data from the Kingdom Hearts one game was lost. So they actually had to kind of piece it back oh, together. The source they, code, you mean? Yeah, they pretty, they pretty much just had to like recreate it essentially for the PS like the PS4 and everything. So it was it was actually or the PS3 and PS4. So it was, it was learning all that stuff was pretty cool. And then like just moving on like um, back in 2017, when the, I think the 2.5 came out or was already out, I picked it up and I streamlined that Kingdom Hearts 2, 100%ed it, and I just like went through everything. I did all three storylines, Birth by Sleep on that, I did it all. <laughs> and then now we're here. Like I saw Kingdom Hearts 3 announced and me and my friend, we went ape shit. Probably the neighbors were like, are you guys cool? We're just like, it's fucking Kingdom Hearts. You don't understand. <laughs> I don't think there's any such thing in my experience as a casual Kingdom Hearts player. You either, for the most part, love that series or you don't care shit one about it. There's very, very few uh, in between, you know, people that I know that are in between on it. I'm one of the people that falls in the latter category. Again, I admire it from afar, but the kind of excitement that I just, I could see it on your face as you're sitting mm -hmm. here talking about it is I think that's why I'm, I'm so curious about this game and this franchise is because that is the type of, um, you know, fandom that they have behind it. And it's really cool to see. Right. Right. So, um, for me to get into kingdom hearts and how it all started for me is, uh, I came from like more of the final fantasy mm -hmm. angle of things. So I knew that cloud was in the game. Uh, I had CheatCC.com was like my main source when I was a kid of like gaming news and whatnot. So I knew Cloud was in the game. I loved Final Fantasy VII. I knew Yuffie was in the game for some reason. I, I just, or you, you read on these things and stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll invest my time into that. Um, and I've been pretty connected ever since. I don't, I do love the game. It is a good game. It's not one of my favorite games. Um, but I come from that Final Fantasy angle, and I'm invested in the storyline already, and I did the research to understand it all. So I am in. Uh, I am a weird medium ground, that rare medium ground of, like, I love your appreciation for the game. Like, I love Kingdom Hearts fans because you guys are so loyal. You're more loyal than most gaming communities, most fan-based communities. Um, you guys are just... So passionate, and you waited so long for this one. So I'm happy that you guys got it, and I'm happy that I was able to ride the wave. Um, it really just started there, yeah. With Kingdom Hearts one, Kingdom Hearts two came out. I didn't really invest in the Game Boy ones. I went from one to two, 
Um, most people did. And then later I went back. My favorite Kingdom Hearts is Birth by Sleep, actually. And, and I played it way after it came out. I, I kind of went back. Like, I, I think I replayed Kingdom Hearts 2. Got sort of reinvested in the entire story because the issue with Kingdom Hearts is it's across a lot of platforms, like I think Chris brought up earlier. And um, so your PlayStation 2 ones for for a really long time, your Sony PlayStation ones were Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2. So a lot of people play those. And then you kind of do your research on the internet and find out you missed a whole bunch of stuff. And they briefly touch on it at the beginning, but it's all really confusing. And that's a lot where the confusion comes from in Kingdom Hearts. Um, so I did. I played 1 and 2, and then I had to roll back and kind of catch up on the Game Boy ones. There's one for Game Boy Advance, and there's one for PSP. The PSP one was one was my favorite, and it's it's an odd one to be your favorite because it does not feature Sora, who's the main character of the franchise. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just a straight like prequel. It's mm, so good. Very good. Yeah, it's very good. And, and uh, now Kingdom Hearts 3 is where it all kind of comes together. So these characters from these other games and all, they finally get to meet the, the Sora, the main protagonist, of the, not protagonist, the main character of the franchise. They all come together. You get, you get everyone all in one room. And that was this week. That was Kingdom Hearts 3. And I gotta before I forget. So I I chuckle a little bit as a, a casual observer from the sidelines. All the the crazy names and conventions and numbering right. system. How did you feel when Kingdom Hearts two point nine pops on the fucking screen at the start of this game? Was it a little bit of a piss take that you felt good natured about it? Did it annoy you? Like what was the reaction to that? Because it, did, it didn't annoy me at all because like 2.9 like i i didn't really do anything because like anything kingdom hearts 3 related after like e3 was announced i didn't watch like i watched like a little tidbits here and there but like i wanted to go in this like this game like as blind as possible just so i could get that full experience but like when it said like 2.9 i was like oh okay cool so we're gonna like pretty much it was the demo they did essentially at at, like all the conventions and everything of the the uh, the, uh, hercules world um, so, so it was, it was, it was a nice little refresher, just like with the opening and everything where they kind of do like the brief, like snippets. The yeah. Timeline. You get your, you get your, and then, hey, and they did the, 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 the grand opening, which I'll get to that. <laughs> Face my fears. Love you. <laughs> and then like, and then like the 2.9, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice like little installment just to get you. If you haven't played like 2.8 or 2.9, you can get used to like the, the combat how like how the flow motion's working and everything. So the, it, the naming conventions in general are mental for this series. Yeah. Like I remember, I think again, casual observer from sidelines. The one of the most recent ones was like Kingdom Hearts something something final chapter prologue, and it was just like, what is that? Right. <laughs> what are you talking about? Final chapter prologue? Yeah. Very much, uh, but. You know what? Again, people that are Kingdom Hearts fans or like playing those games, they're kind of along for the ride. And it, and the the repeated narrative over and over has been like it's hard, even as a Kingdom Hearts fan, sometimes to follow the story because it is a little convoluted, it is a little bit crazy. But it's a, a type of thing that you that is embraced more than anything else by the community. Like ah, I don't know. Like I just you know I enjoy. <laughs> it's more the feel of the game. It's more like sort of you know the the what that game is at its core which is a mashup of you know jrpgs and, and disney films so that's that's cool um i feel like they do that on purpose the weird naming conventions i feel like it did something they do on purpose especially because a lot of them are just remakes like so they did a good job at like keeping this stuff up to date like yep. not a lot of people had a 3ds and dream drop distance was pretty important to the storyline um so you get the 2.8 collection that comes out and it includes two 
and then point eight, like the little dream drop distance, the three DS one, three DS dream drop. They have made it accessible. I will say that ahead of the launch, there's some bundles and things. Yeah. And then that one came with what I thought was 2.9, which was like a little demo with Aqua. I don't know if you got to play that one, Chris. Yeah. I, I, I I didn't play it personally, but I've watched people play it. Yeah. It's it's pretty much like that. They, they, They pretty much go from where Aqua's at this point and, and it gives you a demo of like how the combat and everything's going to be. Exactly, a little engine so. teaser. Um, but I thought that was 2.9. So when 2.9 came on the screen for me, it was a little aggravating just because like, oh my God, can we just get to it? But um, I don't see, I don't even know when 2.9 ended and 3.0 started. I, I just played it. I just played the game. Was there a yeah. splash screen for Kingdom Hearts 3 when it kicked off? Do you guys remember that? I don't that? remember personally. But, I don't remember. But I was mashing X. Like, yeah. I'm a, I'm a speed <laughs> guy, so. Well, yeah, because like, I, I saw the 2.9 and I was like, I was like, okay, cool. They're not going to do an intro or anything because like they did, they did the um like little snippet timeline then they went to 2.9. Right, right. And then I was like, okay, cool. And then like, and then like, and then like the the like Omega opening started happening. I'm like, oh okay, this is getting mercy. Okay, cool. <laughs> Which I didn't I didn't mind 2.8 at all. Like I said, I, I played it and I was like, okay, I'm getting used to the mechanics and everything. Like this is cool. You know, do all the stuff and everything, and it gives you like tutorials. So it's pretty much just a tutorial. That's all it is. And, hey, again, casual observer, but I got to imagine too as a Kingdom Hearts fan. And I mean this in the nicest ways possible, but you're used to the bullshit a little bit of like, yeah. you know, the naming conventions and everything. Surprised. Yeah, you like, probably take it in stride. That seems to be the reaction. But I remember reading that, going like, "Really, fuck, really?" Like, <laughs> you know. But again, I'm I'm an outsider. Fucking Nomura, dude. So yeah, the director of the game is is uh, Nomura, and he he loves taking this. To crazy places. He's a madman, but he's a genius. It's fantastic. Yeah, listen, yeah, I, I, the good jumping off point. Like, let's get into, um, you know, the core uh, discussion about the game itself. Um, what did you like? What did you dislike? Just, you know, uh, talk. I mean, let's get into. Well, we'll get into what you like first. Like, what? So, what is it about the game that you know you I, think is? I, I really like the combat. And like it's it's a lot like you know you played the first one how like sure, clunky sure. it can be you're just like Ugh. yeah <laughs> sure, and like sure. the second one it gave you like combos and everything and then you know all the the mobile games and everything added on like dream drop distance added in the flow motion and instead of or I think it was perfect by sleep added that the mm-hmm. flow motion you can like right, right, right. so for those of us that don't know what, what is the can briefly summarize what flow motion combat what is that kind so, of so so flow motion pretty much it's it's environmental combat mm-hmm. essentially. Um, like in the first games, it was really clunky. You just like, you just mash X repeatedly and just jump and keep mashing X. And this one, pretty much what it is now, you can like the wall, you can run up it, jump off of it into a combo or a magic spell, or you can like jump on a pole and spin around it and do a combo off that and like go jump to another one. So you can like, you could do more stuff essentially it's more of a flow in the combat it's a way to like keep a combo going on a lot of enemies because there's not a lot of aoe attacks in this game it's, yeah it's like 98 percent single target so it's a way to like kind of like wipe out this area quickly it's like still single target but you're using walls and rails and so forth to like really efficiently Does it feel like qtes or is it something more akin to like a witcher unreal like tournament Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's, yeah. It, it yeah. Loosely, like third person, obviously, but it feels like Unreal Tournament. Okay. Just winging around doing crazy inputs. That makes sense. It, yeah. it feels good though. Like, yeah. Like it's, it, it runs very it's smooth. It's, it's a very, it's a very fast. Like the combat's very fast paced because like you get like all like you get the flow motion and you get like reaction commands and everything, which you know, we'll get to and all that. You know, 
we talk about it, but it's it's just a really like it's a really good flow to the combat. It's quick, so you can like you know you can do it, keep moving because it's a JRPG. So yeah, cool. yeah, that's that's cool. I you know I remember distinctly watching this game and not realize, realizing it at the time because there wasn't really like Western RPGs were a thing that were very much in their infancy, but in a lot of ways, like the first kingdom of hearts, like and the combat was such a break for JRPGs, which were still very much in that turn-based um, kind of, uh, you know, uh, combat systems. Mm-hmm. And I remember distinctly uh, there being like a pretty big split in the fan base at the time Final Fantasy guy, uh, when 12 came out and they were more of that World of Warcraft where you could um, you could actually do conditional commands for your squad mates where like if you know this condition arises then do this and it was more or less um, you know they were trying to be a little bit more real time but for the most part you had that turn-based stuff and just thinking like huh like this is more like me personally this is more of an action game this is kind of cool for an RPG. Yeah. The closest thing I uh, I had for reference was KOTOR at the time. That's the Old Republic. Uh, Bioware, like, you know, really trying to... Uh, coming. I was expecting that game as a gamer, KOTOR, I mean, to be more turn-based, and you okay. could kind of do that. But it was an adjustment as a gamer to be like, well, this is still an RPG. Like semi-live action. But, you know, yeah, you're not meant to pause. You're meant to kind of let things, you know, uh, progress in the flow of combat. Mm-hmm. So I thought in a lot of ways the original Kingdom Hearts was innovative in that way and that, like, you have games now like The Witcher, which is, like, you know, uh, a standout Western RPG-style yeah. uh, game that, um, you know, is not at all – does not at all resemble where that kind of uh, genre, um, you know, started with JRPGs, everything yeah. being turn-based and item management and things like that, so – yeah, so I could definitely comment on that, the battle system. And if you're like a if you're like a really hardcore fan of the Final Fantasy series, when Kingdom Hearts came out, you were you were kind of babied into this battle system already, so it was a little bit easier than most people probably think, because we had Final Fantasy eleven that used the same exact menu system. We then we had Final Fantasy Type O that used the same exact menu system. Then we had Final Fantasy Seven Crisis Core, the same exact menu system. So when Kingdom Hearts came out it was an, like I've seen it before, so I was able to ease in. I don't speak for all Final Fantasy community, of course, but like I was, I was able to sneak in. Now it is an interesting system for those at home or that are listening that don't know. It is a menu-based live-action system, meaning you fight and you move with the stick, but you have a menu, a traditional turn-based RPG menu, including like attack, magic, and items and so forth. And you control that with the D-pad while you're running around and fighting. Um, so it is unique in that sense, semi-unique. Other games do it, but it's mostly known for Kingdom Hearts. It's known as Kingdom Hearts style, you know. Now you've played Final style. Fantasy 15, correct? Yeah. Uh, how similar is it to that? Because that, like, I have that for a frame of reference because I played all all through that game, none of the DLC or anything, but like the whole main game. Is it similar <laughs> at all to that, like in combat? So or uh, not really. I play 15 a lot, and mm-hmm. uh, so I play Kingdom Hearts 3, obviously, a lot of these last couple of weeks. I will say that I feel like Final Fantasy 15's buttons are better, but it's kind of a biased opinion because I came from playing Final Fantasy 15 for like three years straight now, or two years, or a good bit of time. I think it's been two years. Um, 
Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3. I think Final Fantasy 15 kind of nailed it with a warp strike. It's like an easy way to get to your opponent. Now, Kingdom Hearts has that, but you get it way later. Yeah. So it's a lot of like running and like, I don't know, Chris, if you figured out that you can like air dash and then swing and then air yep. dash and then swing to float. Yeah, I think most people figure that out pretty much right away. Um, so there is ways to kind of move in Kingdom Hearts, but yep. they're a little bit more technical. So yeah, I feel yeah. like Final Fantasy 15. Um, it's just better buttons, a little bit better combat for me personally, but I'm yeah. very no, biased. No, I feel like it's like a Final Fantasy 15 when I played it. I, I'm going to be honest, I'm not like the biggest Final Fantasy fan because sure. I, I was never really a big fan of turn-based combat. Mm. So the only... That's a problem. It is a That's going to be it's an issue. It's a huge problem. <laughs> I try, I try, I try. The only, the only turn-based combat game that I really enjoy is obviously Pokemon. Okay, and, right on. And then, and then Persona 5. Persona 5 was... Didn't play that one. Oh, so Too anime legit. for me. Dude, it's <laughs> on my list. It's on my list. I know it's good. I Dude, believe it's, it. It's legit. And like that, that was like the very first like life sim game slash RPG fighter that went mm. on. just like, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I know it's good. I know it's long. It is. That's all I know about Persona 5. Long. It's I, good I put, and it's long as shit. In, I put in some hours on the game. <laughs> So while we're kind of piloting the airship here, so I am curious, Chris, what is your favorite Kingdom Hearts and why? My favorite one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I already said earlier, I like Birth by Sleep. Um, I like Birth by Sleep because it was the, I'm sorry, it was just the least amount of Disney. It was mostly RPG, Nomura crazy shit. And that's what I'm really into Kingdom Hearts for. Nostalgic-wise, it's definitely going to be the first one. Sure. Because, sure. like, we, we have all, like, up to now, we have all this, like, all these mechanics, all these different, like, combat systems and, like, different style, like, animations of magic, how you, like, float around the map and everything. I, I, I do love just, like, sitting there in, like, my bedroom, just cuddle up with, like, I got, like, cans of soda over here and everything. And, like, <laughs> I have my dad screaming at me to go to bed. And I'm like, after this heartless. <laughs> <laughs> It's comfort food. <laughs> Everyone has that comfort food game, you know? So so Kingdom Hearts 1 is definitely my, my nostalgic one. Those red pants. The red pants. Sora's red pants in that game. And the big, so old, and the big old Mickey shoes. <laughs> <laughs> big um, shoes. But, like, my favorite one is definitely going to be 2. Mm. Granted, it's, like, probably the longest one besides Birth by Sleep. <laughs> um, but it's, it's definitely my favorite one because I went through... And, like, on the first one, there's a lot of stuff I didn't do because I didn't know about it. Right. Like, I, I was a kid when I first played it. I was just like, oh, it's so cool. But, like, the second one, like, I went through, I did everything. Like, I watched, like, guides how to do this. I watched, uh, I, I went through and I found this, that, and the third. Like, I did the ultimate weapon. Like, I did it all. Right, right. Um, and, and, like I said, like, that would probably be my, my favorite one. Just the amount of stuff you can do in that game. The Sethroth fight is the, the best Sethroth one. The fight is... It's better than Amazing. the first one, and then better than the third one. Is it a secret optional fight? Yeah, it's just known for being the hardest fight in the game. Yeah, each each numbered entry of it. Sorry for the spoiler yeah. on three. Uh, each numbered entry of the game. I'm sure you saw this coming. Is a Sethroth fight from seven. Yeah. is it kind of like the seven. ultimate uh, weapon fight? It's just like three. it's what you use your end game gear for. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. it's like an uber uber boss. It's like once you're fully geared up and sick, yeah. fight this guy. It's like yeah. a pretty typical square like. Thing yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So, so like the, the Sethroth fight is like the fight that you test your skills and character on. So you're like, yeah. like am I? Once you're done with like, your build. You're like, you're like, I'm coming for you, Sethroth. That's right. pretty much it. 
That's awesome. Um, so do you guys have any, um, whether they be nitpicks or major issues, like, do you have any um, criticisms of the game? Okay. Uh, so for me, like, cause I'm not like a hardcore fan. I think the story is like a little too confusing. Right. But um, so nitpick wise, I would definitely say that the story, like I feel like they didn't have the story fully written when these newer ones came out and also they kind of had to do like what I call it lost. They had to like lost it. The TV show lost yep. where you kind of have to formulate it at the end. And like, I, after, you know, I did complete kingdom hearts three and they do do a good job at really closing it all up, but it was a little messy prior to third. So that is nitpicky. Um, your Sora in the beginning of most of these games is a little bit, too slow like you really have to grind to get some speed going to really make the game feel good oh wow like in the beginning of the game you're really just slicing and dicing through like basic enemies there's no danger and uh so that's like a little bit if i can nitpick but this is the complaining section so obviously yeah no and and, you know i think it's like really for any game i think like uh it's rare even games that i would consider masterpieces like you know i think it's fair to level some criticism out so yeah it's not about being negative it's more or less you know trying to be honest with ourselves and listeners on the things that maybe you don't as enjoy about it or you know maybe things that didn't grab you as much it's totally fine to give namora an excuse he does have to work around the disney stuff and so forth and piece together a lot of things so he does have like a project on his hands and with a ton of characters like Mulan, Hercules, Hades is like a common bad guy. Maleficent is like a common bad guy. Petey from Goofy. What is Petey even from? He's from Kingdom Hearts as far as I'm concerned. Pete? Yeah, yeah. Petey, Petey. Yeah, he, he's, he's he, from Mickey's Boat Ride or yeah. some crap. Yeah. Steam, Steamboat Willie. Yeah. Steamboat Willie, is yeah. that what it is? Yeah, maybe. So yeah, Petey, know. he's like a recurring bad guy. Like there's just so many characters that he has to work around and use, so. Obviously, it gets confusing. To so, give him an excuse. So here's a question. I'll pause this to both of you guys. Uh, do you think... So I think it's safe to say that even if it's not a direct sequel to this series, even if it's not something that happens soon, that it's a, it's a safe bet that there will probably be more Kingdom Hearts games at some point. Do you think, number one... Um, that they could make a successful Kingdom Hearts game that it severs the ties with Disney. That's question number one. And then question number two, if they did that, would you like it to be completely its own thing where they build their own universe or would you like to see them tackle a mashup with another property? So Jay, we'll go to you first on that. Um, so I've had this opinion. I've talked to my girlfriend about this a lot because she was pretty invested in three because I was playing it a lot for this show. And um we were talking about it, and I, I feel that Kingdom Hearts, this is a super unpopular opinion, but it would be really dope to see Kingdom Hearts just, like, conclude here. Um, now, the ending of the game uh, hints to possibly more, but it could also be a firm ending. But I would like to just see it, like, kind of end here. This is, like, the Xehanort saga. Now, you could start, like, a new saga, but I think if you do that, you start with a new bad guy, kind of Marvel Avengers style. But the, the Xehanort saga here, Xehanort being the main main bad guy, like, of the whole series here. There's different bad guys per game, but Xehanort's being like the ultimate. Yeah. Um, just like the Xehanort saga and just conclude it. Now, if you're going to put out more Kingdom Hearts games, which you definitely should, because money's good, right? Squaresoft or Square Enix now. Um, so I think HD, HD remasters and a disc with all the games on it would just be so dope. Like that would yep. definitely be something I would love to pick up is down the road, PlayStation five. Where are we at now? 
Three? Four. 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 So PlayStation 5. Oh, my God. There's so many of them. It's okay. We're on the cusp of a new generation. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I have to think about it. Myself. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so PlayStation 5 comes out, and, like, Kingdom Hearts the game. Like, just the saga. Zane Art Saga. Call it whatever you want. All, all the crazy spin-offs, too. Everything all on one disc. Yeah. yeah everything yeah, right just on. on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That'd be a hell of a disc. You, I, I, that's that's a steelbook collection. <laughs> but I get, I take it. Yeah. I mean, a single package. Be, I, would love to, I would love it to just conclude here. And I know it's an unpopular opinion. Obviously, people want to see more. But it was a good ending. And it would be good. And it's kind of... Sometimes I feel like things run on too long. Yeah. Um, yep. the, the Arrow TV show being one of those things. Is, yeah. You know, yeah, I know. It deteriorates. I, like, I, I agree with you about the story and everything. Like, I feel like going in to this game, like, and going through the story, I felt really rushed since I haven't finished it yet. Like, I haven't seen all the cool shit at the end. Mm. Like, like, up to where I'm at, like, everything feels rushed. Like, you, you're like, you'll pop into a world, you do stuff, and then, like, an, an organization will be like, Oh yeah, we were at this world to do this. Yeah, yeah. All right, bye. But we can't like, fight you yet. Yeah, they just like leave. Why? Because there's more hours of the game. They're like, because we're gonna go over here and fight yeah. later. Yeah, you gotta go over there. Yeah, <laughs> it's so guilty of that. And, like, main bad guy occurs. But 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 like but after after all these years and everything of like following Sora, following the Xehanort like saga and everything, like I do believe this this just ended now. Like this was it. Like this was like yeah. 13, 16 years in the making. Just go ahead and just. It'd be a solid series if like, they just end it. Because like when it first came out, like I had the impression, like, oh yeah, this is the ending of Sora's chapter. Because like back back when it was first announced, like I read some stuff and I talked to some people. They're like, yeah, this is it. Like Sora, like we're closing on this. Like they might open up one with Riku and like follow Riku or Kyrie. Sure, and that would be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I was like, oh, bet. So like when the game dropped, I didn't pick it up right away because um, I didn't have the money yet. So. <laughs> uh, um, but I mean, like one of my, one of my coworkers like, Hey, you know, Kingdom Hearts three dropped, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the end of Sora's chapter. And he's like, no, dude, like I beat it. And it's, yeah. I'm like, <sighs> he had one of those South Florida copies. <laughs> Can we talk about that? Do you know about this? I don't know. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> um, so just stop me. I guess it's fine. It was on Facebook. So a Walmart sold a bunch of copies of Kingdom Hearts three way early by accident. Yeah, <laughs> broke the the street embargo by a while, dude. Yeah. This was like in January or wow. something. It was so early, um, and like they were on Facebook Market for a grand, and I was cons. I mean, I was considering. It was like a month <laughs> early. Yeah, it was I like know. a month early, but I, I didn't want to get the legal trouble and all that. But like, yeah, but dude, it was like an hour away. It was like a little bit south of uh, Palm Coast. Could have got it. Could we could have got it, boys? Like, we <laughs> like, could have done it. I'm, my equivalent to to you guys don't know about this. I did not like, know about. I know that a, a big so, portion of the game leaked. So that was from a distribution center. So there was two instances. There's the South Florida one, which was pretty close to close close to my house, and I considered it. it would have been awesome. Um, but uh, and then there was a second one with a distribution center where a kid got a copy of the game, like uploaded all shit on the internet and stuff like that. And like, don't do that. Not cool for anyone, right? So I didn't get anything spoiled. Chris, did you get anything spoiled from any of that? No, I, I stayed away. From I just like had to dodge stuff. Yeah, but it was like kind of annoying to like dodge like my podcast and like stuff like that, you know. So don't do that if you guys steal games and stuff like that, you know. Just keep it to yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Don't ruin it for people. I think that's with video games, movies, TV shows, um, definitely important. With that second question, like if the, if they were to make more games and uh, they were, you know, continue. Would you like to see them mash up oh, with any other properties? Like, oh yeah, uh, and if so, like, well, I mean, sky's the limit, my friend. Like, 
Disney notoriously guarded with their stuff normally. And here they are with a square yeah. RPG. So as crazy as you can think of, like even uh, if you don't think it'll happen, like what would your dream property mashup be? I'll kick this one off with a bet that I lost. I bet my, my girlfriend's brother that uh, we would see a Star Wars universe in Kingdom Hearts 3. With, so not with like Han or Luke, but with Ray and Finn. Yes. Yeah. That Disney, that new school Disney. Yeah. I took a hard read. I had 10 bucks on Disney World. I had a uh, um, a dollar on Keyblade lightsaber, so I lost eleven bucks. So because that's not in the game. All told, that's not too bad. That was a hard read I took, and that's something I would like to see in the future if they do do more. No, I was right there, which I like, like when it like announced it, I was like, I was like, Star Wars, please, yes. Yeah, I figured it was a given. <laughs> I figured it was a given with Disney on it. You know what I mean? But I and, like, and like Star Wars, like the new hot thing that they were like, yeah, Disney just bought it when they announced the first original E3 trailer you yeah. brought up I earlier. Mean, fuck if Square releases uh, Star Wars Kingdom Hearts, uh, you know, spinoff games, um, even at the rate that they released this last one, they'll be doing almost as well as EA, you know, yeah. with the, that license. I mean, I feel like that that was a good game, just masked by bad mtx yeah. corporate decisions that star wars game which which one star wars battlefront 2 yeah. oh yeah um so That's i own it game. i own the original and i own this one and it's a shame because um i you know uh from following the game industry knew that they were going to be addressing that stuff pretty quickly uh, but I had nobody to play it with because, like, I bought it on, like, I, I got it in, like, a two-for-one sale or, like, you know, buy one, get one half off or something like that with EA properties online. Um, none of my, all my friends refused to play it. Oh, really? Because the bad rap and all? Yeah. Well, the microtransactions and sort of, the, you know, the the general kind of fuck EA mentality that a lot of gamers have. And it's just a shame because, like, um, I'm not much of a PvP guy in a lot of ways, like, um, I'm pretty pretty picky. Like I like things like Apex Legends and other things, but Battlefront Two, even when you're playing PvP, like not the campaign, I think especially when you're playing the PvP, you feel like you're in a fuck Star Wars movie. You know, when you're in the the X-wing fighter, like the music is swollen, and you've got like the the sound design is incredible. The the representation of the characters, the worlds, the vehicles, the weapons, everything is just so perfectly where and. I think it was just kind of you're you hit the nail on the head like because there was a few bad eggs at the top there mm -hmm. they had a bad news narrative around it and it just that's kind of it. went out there and just John, there's still plenty of people that play it. it but like that's the type of game i like playing with my buds like even the first battlefront which was very incomplete in a lot of ways i have more qualms about that or more gripes about the first battlefront <laughs> than i do too ironically enough even though that one didn't get as much like um you know Why negative it, press it the second one took off yeah Anyway, back on Star Wars but, podcast. But I think it would be cool. Like, you know, I think, you know, if Disney and Square are behind the closed doors and who knows, like if they have a good working relationship and Disney wants to continue, you know, giving them access to the licensed properties, like, yeah, I mean, why the hell not have uh, some Star Wars characters and some Square characters, um, you know, mix in like. I think they've proven that like the story doesn't have to particularly make sense. Like if it's fun so, and enjoyable, like people will show up and, and play it. 
What about Marvel? I mean, they famously own that license. Do you think that's I considered it? Marvel as well for, for Kingdom Hearts 3. Now, that was a YOLO call. Well, like, I wouldn't have bet money on on Marvel, but yeah, I bet money on Star yeah, Wars. It's, it's, it's funny you guys bring up Marvel because, like, the Big Hero 6 is actually a Marvel thing. Yeah. So, no, right, technically, I'm Marvel's familiar. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah But no, I'd, I would love to see, like, Avengers and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Big Hero 6 was cool. It was open world. That was, na- that was nice. That was nice. Even if they did fringe characters, I think it would be fun. Like, if if you and you know, I know he's not a French character exactly, but like if you had Deadpool roll up, you know, and then like just warp out of existence for like he shows up for two seconds, starts over, and then he's gone because no, you don't fit. This. Yeah. You're you're not you're not kid friendly, you know enough. Deadpool uh, would definitely be an issue in this game. Yeah, no, exactly. But I mean, even if they made if they made a joke, yeah, like no, no, somebody he's like walking in, he's like. You just right. have you have Doctor Strange like zap him out of existence. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> nope. But I just nope. Yeah. Um, One thing worth mentioning because the the Square characters thing that we keep talking about is there is no Final Fantasy characters in this new one. Yeah, that's so what I heard. They're phasing out any. We say no. You mean like literally none? There is a minimal. statue of Orin, Cloud, and a third character, which I'm hoping you remember, Chris. Early in the game, they're like they're telling a story, and there's Cloud, Orin from Ten. Mm-hmm. And a third was it Aries? I don't remember. It was a, it was a girl, right? Was it Yuna or Aries? It was one of the two. I get them. I mean, it might have been Aries. I think. Was Did she have like long hair? I don't remember. I know the character. I know what the characters look I like. Remember. I just don't remember the third one. But anyway, it was it was. It, who cares who the third one? Is? It was Cloud and Orin. Two dope motherfuckers. But essentially statues. That's what you got. It was statues, and then that was it. And there's Moogles. Like, there's, the shops are oh, still yeah, Moogles. Moogles are still in there. The shops are still Moogles. Fucking but as far Moogles. as, like, so Squall, Yuffie, Ares, Semi-Cloud, and, oh, I guess Sethros in the game. So, but those were pretty main characters in the game, in 1 and 2. Yeah. No, they're the, pretty they're important. Very, very prominent. Gone. What do you think? Yeah, any speculation on where the shift was like what why i'm sad yeah no no you never know in a situation like there's this so experience. many of the, the kingdom hearts characters now though no. there might not just been room they have to get rid of somebody dude because like we talked about earlier um all the characters from all these game boy games and so forth are like in the forefront now yeah so and then there's like the organization 13 which is like the bad guys like gang i guess essentially um, and there's so many of them, and they're all unique and different. They all have their own stories, and man, there probably just wasn't room, yeah, right? That, that's probably what happened. Is like, um, I, I was wondering, like, like, why are we going to like Hollow Bastion, like Traverse Town, or anything like that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where's Sid? Like, where's Leon? Like, coming out here and be like, hey, what's up, dude? And like, Sid, good point, my yeah, man. Where is Sid? Sid? <laughs> I guess you know it's probably not dissimilar to uh, since we're talking about Disney properties and Marvel. If you think about the uh, Avengers Infinity War film, um, even the main, you know, superheroes in that film have pretty limited screen time. And then you talk about the fringe characters, maybe 20, 30 seconds for some of those characters that are big, you know, characters in other Marvel films because... <laughs> Sorry, there's not room. Like you, when you know, when you're going to Wakanda, right. you're like, not going like, to get Shuri. Like it's not going to be. She's going to have a joke. In, Shuri was in there for one hot second. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then like that's it. Wang is early. Yeah. It, oh yeah, with Doctor Strange. Sure. I'm going to yeah. go get uh, what's some same much there. Yeah, was gonna, yeah. That was my bit of the movie. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. <laughs> yep. Um, and that's it. So probably a good analogy, I guess. When right. you do have that many characters to pack in, 
you're probably right. It may have just been of like, you know, one thing, uh, a little story about, about this topic and about the characters and all. I made a Facebook post because like the game did come out way early and there were spoilers on the internet everywhere. Someone told me there was no Final Fantasy characters. So I made a post that was like, hey guys, heard there's no Final Fantasy characters. If you know, can you private message me and just let me know, please? Because that determines me purchasing the game. No one really, a person commented, said that something in the middle of the game is going to happen and all the Final Fantasy characters are going to be revealed, right? So I was waiting for that the whole time. Oh, <laughs> Never trust anybody on the internet, man. Ever. Yeah, ever, dude. Ever, ever. So I was like, I was like in a minute and like what sucks is my girl, like I, I think I mentioned my girlfriend's brother loves Kingdom Hearts. I didn't mention it. He took like a week off. And like he, he loves Kingdom Hearts, so he already known, which means she already knew because she asked. So she knows the whole time that there's no Final Fantasy characters this game, and she's like, "Are you ready to play?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I can't wait for some Final Fantasy guys to show up because I thought this big middle thing was gonna happen." <laughs> oh, just, just boom, they're all just like, "Hey, let's go somewhere!" <laughs> yeah, but like I said, dude, there's so many Kingdom Hearts unique characters now. Like early in one. Like, you needed Sid, and you needed, like, Squall or Leon for some reason. I never understood that. I'm just going to call Leon him Kennedy from Resident Evil, right? No. For some reason. I'm totally kidding. If anyone knows, please message me. But for some reason, Squall from Final Fantasy VIII's name's Leon in Kingdom Hearts. And they look the identical. What about the localization thing? I kind of tell you. His last name is Lionheart. So I don't maybe it translated poorly. I don't know. I never understood that, but uh, hmm. they're all gone. So, so there's so many of these Kingdom Hearts guys now. You guys already said your fa- favorite Kingdom Hearts game. What's your favorite Kingdom Hearts land, and who's your favorite Kingdom Hearts oh, nice. character? Nice. So in all the games, by the way, like you can say three if you want specifically, but like in general too, like. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I'll give you my least favorite. Sure, well, I'll take it first. Atlantica from Kingdom Hearts 1 <laughs> and Kingdom Hearts 2. I hated those fucking dolphin mini games. <laughs> I hated that part so. That's Little Mermaid Land. Yeah. Yep. I hated that. Shit. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. My favorite land, I believe, out of, out of out of three, I would say my favorite land actually is um is toy is a uh, Toy Story World. Mm. <laughs> I love that place so much. And then and then uh, my second favorite is Pirates of the Caribbean World because that is the embodiment. Of Black Flag, like we were talking right, about. Right, right, right. <laughs> Assassin's I, Creed Black Flag. Yes. And I went through and, like, I leveled my ship up all the way. Like, I went through. Oh, I see. Island. So I had to fight the final boss with a level one ship with no upgrades. <laughs> like I said, dude, I was eyes on the prize, end of the game, you know? Yeah. So dude, I rode I, my I, Toy Story weapon the whole way through, dude. Yeah, dude. I had my ship leveled up, like, level nine. I was like, ready. Nice. Dude, that last <laughs> fight was tough. At it, level was, one. it was pretty rad. Um,. And, uh, and what you say? Character. World yeah. and character. Um, yep. I'm going to be very basic. Um, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to say Sora. Because back when I was younger, um, I, I really, like, related to the kid. Because, like, I'm really, like, outgoing. I'm just like, ah! And, like, I, I was really big in the whole, like, you know, love and friendship and, like, power of us. And, like, I still am. Because, like, you know, I have you guys hang out with oh, a shit ton of people and everything every day and everything. And it's Killer fun. Queen Jacksonville. Killer Queen Jacksonville. Best community. Day. Um, but like I love you guys so much and like like I always tell you guys Thanks, all the time. Buddy. Like I tell you guys all the time, like dude, like like I love you guys, you guys make my life better. So like I always related to Sora on like stuff like that and like how he wants to protect his friends. Like I'm like that with like my friends and family, like I'm I'm the one that's like, Hey, like I got you, don't worry. Like you need a dollar, here's a dollar. You need a ride somewhere, you need me to pick you up, 
Like I'm here. You need two dollars. Fuck yourself. But but no, I'm I'm that type of person where you know like I take care of the people I really love and care for. So like even with you guys, like if you if you need to get picked up from somewhere, if you need help with something or whatever, like I'm, I'm let's go, let's do it. That's cool to hear. I you know. Uh, power it, of friendship it is as cheesy as a rap is that you know bad rap sometimes that game gets for being cheesy i should say <laughs> it's so cringe um, it's so it's cringe. cool though <laughs> that, that like you know still like you can like relate to it and go like i understand this is cheesy i don't fucking care like i still love it. it's the reason why like i don't know i'll try to think of a good example like there's certain movies that i'll watch and uh as much as i know that like it's cliche like I don't give a shit. Like, um, I don't know. I grew up on classic movies because my grandmother and I used to watch movies together all the time. And she like was not much of a modern film person. So like Casablanca is a great example. Yeah. Certified classic, but so many lines from that movie are construed as like cheesy. Cause they've been made fun of so much. It doesn't matter. Like when I watch Casablanca, there are parts of that movies where I get like super teary eyed and I'm like, I know this is cheesy and it's been made fun of. Like to the point where it's probably hard for anyone to take this serious because it's been done over and over and over and over again. But I don't like it does not matter to like to me because it like you know it still hits me like you know right here. I'm pointing to my heart by the way. Great for audio. Um, so that's great that like you know you can identify and then like that's carried over. Do you still like so even like with three like you like Sora like still your main guy. You're like yep, totally love what you're all about. The kid in me, yes. But like the adult, where like I've been through, like I'm, I'm still like that person and everything. But like, yeah, like the person I relate to as an adult now, um, it'll be more Donald Duck. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> you have that pain now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, no, it'd actually be more of like, like kind of like Riku, where he's oh, okay. like, he's like in the way where you know, like he, he's already done stuff, you know. And like he's so for those of us that don't know, really quick, who is Riku? And like, give me an example. Like, what's his personality like? What do you? It's his personality. Riku is like Sora's like best friend. Um, in the previous games, if you never played them, uh, Riku actually got possessed by Ansem, Zaynor, Zaynor Ansem, whatever you want to call him, whatever the bad shit, the bad, the baddie bad. He got he got possessed by him, and now he's like dealing. Even in this game, he's. Well, actually, I don't think in this game he's not really dealing with that, like the inner darkness anymore. But he's more like saying goodbye to it in mm-hmm. this game. Um, but in previous games, he had trouble embracing it. Uh, in like Kingdom Hearts two, he like fully succumbed to it and like he transformed into Ansem again. But he was still Riku, so he pretty much just took on the appearance, but he was still Riku. So he's battling with that. So inner demons, kind of thing, right? That's it yeah. This like game, it's kind of this game has a lot of like, all right, so hearts. Aren't hearts? They're like your soul. Yeah. All right. That's like number rule number one. And then really, it's just like how much lightness versus how much darkness do you have? And it's like practically a percentage. It's worth knowing. So like, if you're really torn between light and dark, you literally become two different people. Like you can you can you can split into like a nobody and oh, a heartless. heartless. And it, 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 I don't want to drill down too deep because don't worry about it. No, specifically, <laughs> there are people that will listen to this podcast that are like me, that are yeah. you know novices or.
you know, curious than anything else, but I'm sure we'll have plenty of people that. No, that's that literally the professional are, opinion. I'm yeah, not. Yeah, okay. Just don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and like, like all the videos, like like I, I watch the like just to get refreshers. I watch timeline videos. Like, yeah, this is that. This is that. Oh, by the way, your heart's not really your heart. It's like your soul. So you get like this and this, or like your heart can be transferred to somebody else, like with Ventus and, and Sora. Like it's just it, it's so <coughs> it's really convoluted, but like. In, in a cheesy way, it makes sense. Like, you have, like, your light side and your dark side. You just have to, like, buy into it. You yeah. just have to agree that that's how it works. And sometimes it doesn't work that way. Kyrie's my example. She literally died, and she didn't become a nobody at all. Or she became nominated. Yeah, yeah. she she became a heartless, but she became nominated because what happened in the first one, since Sora has that special ability to connect with people's hearts, essentially, right. He takes on like them, like he did with Ventus. He like helped complete. He like gave him a part of his self or whatever. That had with, with Kyrie whenever, um, like the door was first opening on Destiny Island when she like flew towards him and like vanished. Mm-hmm. She she died in a sense, but she got absorbed into Sora. So whenever Sora stabs, Sora's just a vessel for everybody. He is. No, huh? and he actually is. Like in the games, they actually explain that pretty much to him. Like that's like his weird ability. Like he can connect with other people's hearts and like absorb them essentially, or like help them mend, like he does with Ventus. Uh, but with Kyrie, like remember the first one where he stabbed him with the stabbed himself with the keyblade and became a heartless and everything. Mm-hmm. He released her heart to go to her so she can become you know live again. But he also released his heart, so that's how he became a heartless, and then like she didn't or whatever. So it's really simple. <laughs> that's this how it is, guys. There you fucking go. mental, man. I yeah, that's like, how it is, guys. It's very convoluted. It's z- severely, even to this point, when I'm going to Kingdom Hearts 3 and they're talking about stuff, they're like, yeah, we, we could build a heart out of data and put it in a replica. And I'm like, what? I, I <laughs> you're talking about the phone, the dude on the phone. That guy's super anime, man. He's- His hair. <laughs> Damn, I wish we had a. I wish we could pull him up, man. That guy's hysterical. Speaking of anime, man, did what? What'd you think of like that little like mini game trailer they had in like the Toy Story World, where like the dude was like, they're in the city going. uh, Is there more to that? I hope so. All right. So if there's more to that, so I'm not done with like the whole game. So if there's more to that, I don't know yet. But, but yeah, what the hell? Like you just went <laughs> into Toy Story World, all of a sudden you're just like, wait, what? And you're like, anime characters, like, rrr, rrr. I'm just like, is this the new Final Fantasy? What's going on? I literally had no clue what's going on there, yeah. The, so don't. I, one of my favorite things is, like, for a Kingdom Hearts fan to, to try to say, like, you guys at least it sounds like embrace and understand that the story's convoluted. There are people out there that will say, it's not complicated. Like, it's... It's super, and then and then you go, okay, well, explain it to me, and then they can't. I know. Well, they well they do, but at the same time, like they don't sound one hundred percent confident, and they get confused yeah. themselves, and it's like, I don't know what's it's up okay. with those guys. Man. I, th- I think it's okay. Like it's okay to admit that. Yeah, yeah. it's a little confusing. There's it's a little that weird. Makes no sense. Literally, stuff that happens to somebody won't happen to this other person because of reasons yeah. like and it's okay it's fine but yeah the people that feel like they have something to prove are really uncomfortable i don't know like right no. doesn't it bother you when the friend's like actually it's like no man so, well, like that one person that knows something about everything he's like wow well, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm a huge david lynch fan i love david lynch films uh, you know blue velvet one of my favorite films uh even weird shit like a racer head 
uh, Lost Highway, I've not seen, but I've heard good things about. But like one of my favorite shows of all time is uh, Twin Peaks. And that's a show that like when people sit down like, oh, yeah, I've heard about I, I go, OK, listen. So sure. the thing about David Lynch is he, oftentimes he is more about eliciting like a mood or a feeling than to try to have something that makes sense. So if you're going to sit down and watch this, it's going to on the surface for a while seem very straightforward. And then it's just it's going to make a hard left turn and a hard right turn. It's going to spin out on the highway. It's going to end up okay, but then it's going to plow into a, uh, the concrete barrier. And that motherfucker is going to put it in reverse and back up and just keep on chugging, you know, down the interstate with like the engine half, you know, like fucking gone. Be there for the ride. Like, yeah. don't make sense of it. Don't worry about it. Like, right. you, don't you, worry about it. Exactly. Like, just kind of, you have to embrace the mood that he's going for and the feeling and understand that, like, it, it is as much as it seems at first to be a straightforward kind of story that you can make sense of. The more you resist and try to make sense out of a David Lynch movie or a show like Twin Peaks, the less enjoyment you're going to have. The more you kind of succumb and just kind of go with the flow and enjoy it for what it is and kind of like get the mood more than anything else. I think you, you, the more you'll enjoy, you know, his works and, and that kind of stuff. It's, Listening to people talk about Kingdom Hearts is very much like that. Where I'm like, <laughs> it's like it seems like the more you try to overanalyze and overthink and try to connect the dots, yeah. the less you get away from like what the spirit of the the games are, which is like let's just simple. This is more about creating a feeling within the player when you're playing it. Like you know Kingdom Hearts when you're playing it. Like if I, I didn't have like if I blanked out all the character names you didn't have the box, you didn't have the title, you would know that you're playing a Kingdom Hearts game, period, the end, yeah. just because of, you know, what it, what it is. And not just the Disney stuff, too, but it just it seems like right. in terms of, like, the story beats and things like that, maybe we're even, like, the Disney yeah, that, that, That's pretty much what you have to do. You just have to kind of, like, when you go into it, just accept it. Like, this is what it is. I had somebody uh, at work today, you know, where we were talking about games, and he was kind of talking about, what he's gonna, what games he's gonna play in Kingdom Hearts three was kind of on his radar, and he's never played one before, so he bought that catch up disc. Yes, it just came out like a little bit before Kingdom Hearts three. It literally has like Work by Sleep, Dream Drop one and two, which I feel is all you need. Is the story pretty much from three? That's going right. Um, so he got that catch up disc, and I told him I was like, dude, just play it, just go through, and just have pen and paper, have pen and paper ready, and just take some notes, dude. <laughs> That's the best way to get your grip on it, dude. Just have a nice little flow chart. Just pay attention, like, write some stuff down that you like and everything. And when I was moving it. from one house to another uh, just last year, we were going through at my desk, and I found, like, my Kingdom Hearts flow chart, and it was, like, uh. Xehanort. It was split. It was, like, Amson the Wise, not Xehanort. In parentheses. <laughs> Amson, this one from the key boss of Kingdom Hearts 1, is the heartless of this guy. And just have a little flow chart ready, and you'll crush it. That's all you need. You just need pen and paper to play this game. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> while I was playing Kingdom Hearts three, like on like downtime and everything, I was actually like watching timeline videos, so I can be like, okay, what? <laughs> what happened here again? <laughs> so, kind of the last thing I want to do um, as we wind down the podcast, and I know Chris, you haven't fully finished the game, so we'll try to keep the spoilers. You know where he is, right, Jay? Yeah, like, I have okay. an exact reference. Perfect. Is that, yeah. So. In general, do you feel like this game has been worth the wait? You know, it's a, again, at least perception was a pretty long uh, development cycle. Maybe that's, you know, partially true, not true, but it has been a long time between mainline games. There's no disputing that fact. Was it 
13 years, right? Is that what I would argue a dream drop is is mainline dream drop and birth pussy. So it was probably like five or six. Dream drop came out right when 3DS came out. Yeah. So when was that? Oh boy. <laughs> uh, it was while I was in my apartment. So about 2015 or so, like around. Right, 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 right. And that was a Game Boy iteration. But as far as story goes, it was canon, like super canon. Yeah, okay. it was very important yeah. <laughs> which is crazy that's on a 3ds but kingdom hearts is just designed that way we've talked about that a bunch so yeah it's it's it, it was, was definitely it? platformed that way and unfortunately i wasn't able to play a lot of them because i didn't have those consoles so i had to wait until later or like like i said watch like the youtube video yeah. videos and everything so well so it was it worth regardless it? yeah like uh how do you feel i mean now that it's out Sorry, and you've uh, experienced all of it in your case, or most of it in your case, uh, Chris. Like, uh, how how do you feel about it overall? I love this game. I like when it, like that Saturday it downloaded. It was like eleven. It was like ten o'clock in the morning. I cranked it up, and like the very first opening thing when they did the little snippets, I was like, I was already. I was just like, this is beautiful. And then, like, I went through 2.9, and I was like, I'm loving it. And then, like, they hit the opener, and <laughs> I was like, this is magical. <laughs> and then, like, playing it through up to where I'm at right now, um, like, I have my little tidbits here and there. Like I said, the story feels a little bit rushed to me, I guess, until the second half of the game. They pretty much just, like, streamlined the story. Yeah, the second I half, feel like, like Nomura <laughs> just got his obstacles out of the way, and then... Yeah, so he, he like got all the Disney stuff and everything. Now, now we're just straight on organization fight. Like this is the fade fight. Yeah, so, stuff like that. So I really love the game. I love everything about it. I love everything that it represents and where they're they're at in the story. So I, I I say this is a game that was definitely worth the wait. All the delays and everything. I love it. So you would recommend it then to? Uh, well, let me ask you this twofold. Uh, would you recommend it to um, people that are uh, on the fence about Kingdom Hearts? Maybe have played some of the other ones, but maybe not all. Um, and would you recommend it to somebody who's never played a Kingdom Hearts game? Like, like so somebody that would go into this just and experience it purely for what that game as a standalone is? Like, I would say yes to both. Yeah. Um, I, I would say yes to the people that have like teetered, like have like dibble-dabble with it a little bit. Like they probably played on Game Boy or they played the first one but never played the other ones. I say definitely, definitely go ahead and pick it up. And, yeah. But 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 do do your little bit of research so, so you kind of know where, where you're going with it. But yeah. So I'm going to have a little bit of a difference. So is it worth the wait? I think is the most important uh, question here. Yeah, sure. Uh, it, it's such a treat if you've been invested the whole time. If you've played Birth by Sleep specifically and probably Kingdom Hearts 2 specifically to pick up Roxas and Axel, mm -hmm. uh, the ending of the game and like the last one third of the game is such a fan service. It is incredible. And I'm not even huge in like invested into Kingdom Hearts, but it is so good if you've really been along for the ride. Um, so is it worth it? Was it worth the wait? Yeah. I think fans of Kingdom Hearts, like Chris, you're gonna be so happy, man. Like I don't want to spoil anything. You're gonna love. You're gonna love this ending, man. It's so good. Um, was it worth the wait? Yeah. Would I recommend to someone who's never played Kingdom Hearts? Honestly, I think the game's a little weird. Like Woody and and Buzz, they talked with like spaces like this, and maybe it was a translation error, gotcha. or maybe it was for the languages, but it felt weird. Uh -huh. The game's strange. It's weird. 
the the fighting the fighting combat is like yeah it's menu based and that's a little different but overall there's like better fighting like it's like better like a devil may cry and so forth there's like kind of better you don't miss anything if you dodge this one but if you are invested for the ride it is a f- amazing finale amazing but yeah, uh, no. I want It's be tough to recommend it to somebody who's never played a Kingdom Hearts. I think the game's too weird to get into now. That, yeah, that was kind of my takeaway. I mean, honestly, is like again, I am so happy for people that are Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts fans. I'm stoked that other people are stoked. I have always like from afar, like just admired the series and the fandom around it. Um, and I had a couple of um, you know, just the enthusiasm is so infectious. A couple of the people I've talked yeah. to, listened to, and talk about, it, I'm like, fuck, should I be playing I know. this like, game? I'm stoked for people who love it. Like, Chris, I'm so stoked for you to finish it, man. I can't wait. I know. I'm probably, I'm probably after we get done with this, I'm probably going to just go ahead and just finish it. it. Yeah. <laughs> just go ahead and but it. I don't know because it is like so convoluted, like famously convoluted. And, you know, because I don't have that nostalgia, what has stopped me and probably will ultimately stop me from playing this game is just that I, you know, I have really no frame of reference and I do feel like I kind of missed the boat there. Um, and that's okay. Um, you know, I, like I said, it's, I'm just, I'm happy that it exists. I'm happy that yeah. people enjoyed it. Like it's, a, it's always, to me, it's never a bad thing when a game comes out, even if it's not your jam, that other people enjoyed it and that it's good. Like, yeah. Yeah. I will, I will always be happy for a game for, to come for, out and be for, good for the gaming community. Yeah, definitely. Like everyone has their own likes and tastes and everything. So it's, it's, it's. I, I don't see anything wrong with you know supporting that person. They're like, oh man, like I really love this game. We're like, dude, that's awesome. You love mm-hmm. that game. I love this game. He's like, that's awesome. You love that game. I'm like, sweet. It's gonna be a good speed game. It's well, gonna be an amazing oh, yeah. speedrun because Sora runs fast as hell. Yes. You can run on walls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They, they, it's gonna they, be an amazing speedrun. Yeah, when you, when you said earlier well. that you did the boss fight with a level one ship, I'm like, I feel like that's a little bit of the subconscious speedrunner coming out of you, or like, <laughs> level one this, can, I, can I do yeah. this without? Level well, up? I try. So I try not to think of games as speed games as I'm playing them casually because it really does ruin a lot of stuff. It makes you skip a lot and, and so forth. So like, I didn't play this game as a speed game. But the pirate stuff, I didn't much care for. I figured I'd go back and finish it. I really wanted to just complete the game, mainly because a lot of my friends, I was a little bit behind pace for like a lot of my RPG friends. So I was just mainly trying to catch up and really be able to engage in those conversations that were happening. So I figured I'd roll back and play play through all the rest of it. And I have been doing pretty good. Um, Chris, FYI, pro tip, when you're done with the game, you're trying to get your Sora up to level 99. Do you want me to tell you what to do? Sure. Okay, the frozen, the frozen secret boss. Just spam that boss over and over. It's a nice level ninety nine. Really, just it, it gets you up there for end game. Little XP farm. One thing about Kingdom Hearts is it's notorious of having no content between level sixty five to like ninety five. Yeah. Like literally, it's like kind of medium end game bosses to just grinding until yeah. like the hardest end of the game. Yeah, yeah, Kingdom Hearts two. Yeah, I grinded like I'm, Kingdom Hearts one. I actually found the uh, the little XP hallway you can do. So I sat there for like just like I was like I went I went to like all the final fights and every level ninety nine because mm-hmm. I sat there for just hours on day just like mm-hmm. looping that hallway just getting XP. <laughs> Weird games, man. It's a really niche like these XP things. It probably sounds horrible. No, no. I look. I you know have talked on the podcast like I'm a Destiny guy. Like I like RPGs in general, so I'm familiar with the grind and the exploits Especially and things. Destiny, like yeah. um, I, I totally get that. I understand. Like you know, it's it's sometimes it's just it's an unfortunate or fortunate depending on if you enjoy it or not. Part of the game, like a vanilla Destiny, I remember uh, running the same like I don't know 
quarter mile in, in game distance, like loop looking for fucking spin metal, trying to like <laughs> level up guns and armor. Share, share the grind. Yeah. yeah. And Destiny <laughs> one, like pre pre uh, taking King days and everything where you had to actually grind for it. Not to level up your armor, not even your character. Yeah. yeah you had so. the crafting material on it. And like, oh my God. I remember that. I, I, oh, I'm, oh. Ooh, I played with a friend who like picked it up after taking King and he was like, why are you all like bitching? This is so easy. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, yeah, I took I took I my days off. I spent collecting materials, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and like I totally understand what you were saying, Jay, about like trying to keep pace. Um, I'm the ty- I'm the type of person that for a game like when Mass Effect Three came out, my brother uh, outpaced me a good bit um, with that because like it, it was like I was balls deep in the summer. The job that I had was very much like seasonal based, and like it was like kind of high season for me. So he was able to play a little bit more um, than I, you know, could at the time. And uh, I remember just um, actually, I guess this is spring. So summer was winding up. It came out in March. Uh, but I remember, you know, and like, you know, like just don't spoil anything for me, man. That's all I asked. Right. Have fun. But I try not to let that, um, you know, uh, taint my experience or rush me through the game. And it fucking paid off because, again, spoilers for a really like pretty old game at this point, Mass Effect uh, Three, but. There is a sequence that my brother had a shit eating grin on his face. Like he knew something that was about to happen uh, to me with certainty. And it's where the Quarians and the Geth are facing off. And if you have invested, uh, done enough of the side quests and you have mm-hmm. a high enough persuasion, you can basically talk both sides down. Mm-hmm. They put down their arms and they become allies, right? He had kind of, I think, either not invested enough in that skill tree or like missed some side quests. And what happened in his playthrough was instead of talking those two sides off the cliff, uh, they, the Geth destroy the Quarian. So Tally, who's been with you from the first game, basically like screams and then like shoots herself in the head. Like her body falls off a cliff. He thought it was going to happen to me. And instead I had this happy ending and he's like, how? And I'm like, uh, I'm like it's, it's because your brother, I am savoring yeah. this bad boy. Not <laughs> make sure like that, you know, I do things at their own pace yeah. and this is how that's where that payoff is. But yeah. Kyle, I, I'm, I'm sorry like, if you're listening, buddy, to call you out like that. Uh, Maybe you didn't skip something. I'm not sure what happened on your playthrough. So, I don't want to imply that maybe it was because you're Russian, but you know, I'm just saying I took my time and Got my, my tally's still alive, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All uh, right. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I, I just, I'm notoriously known for just playing through games fast. That's fine. I feel like it's better to, to beat the game and then grind for your levels and then go back and just face roll everything. It's like a little faster, more efficient. You know? It's a legitimate way to play, you know? So, I mean, there's some games that are uh, built in a way that you can do that. The only thing I ever worry about with that, like, is like, you know, like sometimes I'll just Google, like, can you go back? Non returnables, yeah. You know, and Final play. Fantasy VIII's known <laughs> for that shit. You go one screen too far, that's it, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I unfortunately, like, I like taking my time with the game because. It's not unfortunate, man. That's well, a, yeah, not, it, well, yeah, that's a way to play it. Well, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Because, like, I'm, I, I'm cursed with uh, back when I was younger, like, I didn't. When I first was getting RPGs, I didn't know, you know, about grinding and level. I'm just like, oh, cool, I'm going to do this. And just like, I went straight to the story. I'll get stuck on something and I won't play the game for years. And I'm just like, then I'll go back to it. Just like, that's why, like, now, even on Pokemon games, like, I'll, I'll sit there and I'll grind in one area until I get my Pokemon high enough and I go fight so I can literally like, crush them. And then I'll just repeat exactly. that. Yeah. Even in like this game, like, I got to the, the Keyblade graveyard for my first time and I'm like, wait. Yeah. This is a big moment. So now I'm turning around. I'm going back, collecting all the materials now, 
just getting everything I can until I get to that point. You played Burp Out Sleep, yeah? So yes. You, the relevance of the Keyblade Graveyard, <laughs> yep. yeah. Oh, um, Keyblade Graveyard's always been. Yeah. Ever since Kingdom Hearts, I think it was two secret ending, ever since that happened, and I'm like, this is going to be yeah, intense. Yeah, important, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I just, my back catalog of games is too big to be able to spend too much time on any one thing, so I try to efficiently. That's something everybody, yeah. I think, can sympathize with. I, I tend to be a completionist, like, um, to keep my back catalog and we're going to do a topic, I think on a show sometime in the near future about this, like how to manage your backlog. But my general philosophy is, um, for new games, like I, if I have a game that I've recently purchased at full price, like I do not buy a new game until that game is done or until I played enough of it to establish that I'm not going to finish it. Right, right. Um, so for better or worse, like uh, that's kept my backlog. Same thing with buying games on sale. Um, I just I, like I've gotten to the point where like I you know I see something just because it's cheap I pick it up I've, I've stopped that and instead I'm like you know what I would rather pay a game that's like at like what I call like the permanent sale price like it's been out long enough that you know it's always going to be 20 bucks max I'd rather pay that price than to pay five bucks when it's on a wicked sale and maybe potentially never play it but yeah I that's I totally understand the backlog call sometimes and then mm-hmm. like you know the rate in which like it used to be fall was the big time for games. Uh, summer was the dead zone, you know, maybe a couple of titles here and there in the spring. And now it just seems like always like every month there's a bigger release, which is great on the one hand uh, because you have quality releases coming out year round, but it's terrible on the other because you don't have enough time to get to everything. So, all right. Well, look, uh, thank you both for being on the podcast, doing the spoiler cast, you know, speaking frankly, none of us, our Kingdom Hearts uh, folks on uh, on the regular show, you know, Zach, Bobby, and Adam, myself, but we wanted to talk about it. It's an important moment in gaming history, and we, again, all casual uh, observers from afar, like, love all the enthusiasm, and we wanted to get people on the podcast to talk about it, and you guys did not disappoint. It's awesome. Right on, man. Um, anything you guys want to add? Um. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, just follow me at twitch.tv slash the real Harvey for Final Fantasy 7 and mostly Final Fantasy 15 content. Uh, we're doing Final Fantasy 7 Crisis Core right now. We're doing a casual playthrough of that, so come check us out. Um, other than that, we all know each other from the Killer Queen community here in Jacksonville. Kirk, Killer Queen is a five on five arcade game. It's MOBA style, but Super Nintendo graphics. It's really simple, but really deep at the, at the high scale level. Um, you can check us out at twitch.tv slash kqjax. That's kqjax. And I'll just like to say just thank you both, honestly, for having me over for this awesome yeah, event awesome. and everything. Yeah, fun. Like, I, like playing this game for the past like week and everything. Like I, I've had like I've been like sitting in my living room just like nerding out, just like Ooh, I have no one to yeah. talk to about this, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it's been great. But no, like this like my first podcast that I've ever really done. And everything, so like it's a really good experience, and like I, w- I would like to come back for more of this. Like this is really good. It won't be your last, man. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, as I told you both, if there's a game that you're interested in, like on the horizon, uh, by all means, like holler at me, let me know, and and uh, we'll, we'd be honored to have you back. We Final Fantasy Seven remake. Yeah, I mean, by all that Nomura. So, so one thing about the Final Fantasy Seven remake, if I could just dive in real quick, is <laughs> that ahead, uh, Kingdom Hearts Three director Nomura is done with Kingdom Hearts 3. I don't believe there's going to be any DLC or anything, yeah. which does pave the way for Final Fantasy 7 Remake. And since it's probably going to be the same engine, I do like the way Sora moves and so forth. So I'm really excited to see 
Yeah. Speaking of that, though, like no like DLCs and everything. Like when I, I didn't know if there was like any like premium editions. Or I'm not sure. Digital deluxe. Sure. I looked into it. There's none, and I love that. No there, DLC. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's just that one where you get like the Phantom Green Keyblade or whatever, but it's still the same price of the game, so you just get it like any. Right. 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 But like, I love it how there's no like. DLCs or add-ons or microtransactions or anything like I love it. <clears throat> it's an increasingly thing in the past it's for rare, sure. Very rare. Well, fellas, thank you guys. Until next Seriously. time, let your heart be your guiding key. Yeah. Cheers. The darkness of the heart of the light of the darkness <laughs> because of the darkness of the light. <laughs>